2: Okay, it's hour four of the G Bag Nation. We're live in Surprise. A lot going on in the world of Sports Metroplex fans. And we're going to get you the very latest right here. Jared Sanders is going to join us and recap the Rangers' spring training victory across town uh, in a few minutes, maybe 20, 30 minutes, something like that. But uh, stand by for that. Stars have made a trade. Ty Domi's kid is coming over. And Ty Domi, a name that, uh, you know, a little bit older NHL fans recognize as one of the most feared fighters his kid playing for chicago a lot of energy loves to muck it up play in front of the net and and stars fans that wanted to get uh, an energizer into maybe your uh, second line you got this guy for a second round pick and who dobin's contract well chuck you gotta love it
3: that's pretty sick he's got 49 points this year 18 goals so uh, the stars making some moves he had dadinov a couple days ago and now you get domi so you know they're trying to keep pace with some of the other contenders here in the west it's just good to see jim Nill and company making moves to try and keep the stars up there atop the western conference and making a cup run
2: yeah man thank you that is uh, fantastic stuff this stars team is definitely exciting once again and and uh, we're hoping to ride the wave with you guys rangers will not permit reliever jose leclerc to participate for the dominican republic in the world baseball classic i'm always a little bit uncomfortable with this but Injuries are, are so tough for pitchers and their shoulders and elbows and everything it can be so sensitive. There's so much money on the line. I'm just not comfortable with a with a team Tony, you, you can't play for your country because I know how important it is for these guys. Yeah.
4: It's the, just weird. It is weird. It is tough. But as a Rangers fan and thinking about how much, I mean, LeClerc, we we need him to yeah, be well, a beast. pump. This is huge right yeah. now. As a Rangers fan, I think this is good news because you're right. The health is important. And that closer role, I don't even know exactly what they're – what their like day one plan is for this but i think it's leclerc hernandez i mean it might be a little bit by committee but dear god that is a that's a huge need right now leclerc's going to be a guy you got to depend on
2: so that's a good story and we'll follow up on that with uh, sands here in in a few minutes uh wolchuk has the the results of an nfl pa survey and some of the more interesting takeaways and where the cowboys stand out in that A federal judge has ordered Marriott to provide Michael Irvin all the video recordings and witness statements and written reports. It is considered a victory for him in his $100 million lawsuit against the hotel chain. And we do have uh, uh, Woolchuck here now with the results of this NFL PA survey. What are we cooking with, buddy? Yeah,
3: so J.C. Treder, president of the NFL Players Association, they put out a report card which uh, players were able to vote on. They had treatment of families, nutrition, the weight room, the strength staff, the training room, the training staff, and the locker room. So team uh, you know, players were able to vote on all of this. And the Cowboys scored – among the highest i mean their grades were incredible they were a's essentially all the way across the board uh the only b that they got was the training room it's a little bit surprising i mean brian you got to spend so much time there at the star and frisco the cowboys getting a b in the training room otherwise their lowest grade was an a minus that was the training staff but the cowboys were pristine they have nothing to worry about when it comes to their nfl pa report cards but you have a couple of teams that do have some things we have some of the most alarming takeaways here from this report card
4: is is
2: this like uh facility cleanliness and stuff yes so this is the players getting in like an anonymous survey of of the workplace yeah essentially
3: workplace environment How, how how are they treating you how are they uh, you know maintaining everything the are they star. Putting, are they putting money into it yeah it's the start
4: it, that passes the sniff test every time
3: so get rid of the rats is one of the takeaways oh
4: my gosh this has to be in filthy yeah
3: it's jacksonville
4: ooh that's it's i'll a good tell cat you cat
3: environment I, yeah uh, bobby I'd like to be a cat in florida <laughs>
4: yeah that's a good point bobby is uh, a guy who did all the traveling with the team this year and the way he railed against jacksonville as yeah. a city as a town as a as a sports town he i mean my gosh he paints jacksonville like it's the single worst place to find yourself on american
3: soil it was not good and the cats in jacksonville had a big problem with rodents they ranked 28th overall in this survey so issues were be too expected but when players were given the choice to state the one thing they would want changed at their facility the nflpa said the answer was unanimous players reported That for three to four weeks during the season, there was a rat infestation Uh in the locker room and the laundry hampers. No, dude. We had droppings, fellas. Overall, Jacksonville was given a D- minus for their locker room conditions, which was tied for 28th. Another issue, Jags players reported, is that because there is no player's family room in the facility, players' wives have to breastfeed their babies on the floor of the stadium's public
2: restrooms. Oh, that's horrifying. What? That is not good enough.
3: Yeah. On the floor
4: of a public bathroom? Yeah.
2: There's no way I'm going there as a free agent if yeah. I, after reading this.
4: There's no way I'm feeding my kid. I'm sorry. You're going to go hungry until I can find a place other than a public bathroom floor where rats are in the laundry hamper and stuff. Like, no chance. Well,
3: here is the positive for Jacksonville fans like Mike Bassick. 95% of the players felt overwhelming that ShotCon, their owner will be willing to invest to make necessary changes. Sure. Wow, what a good guy. Yeah. So, hopefully they get this thing right. You know what? It's funny you, you say this when this all came
5: out because I asked a couple people around the league about this survey. Here's one of the best ones that I got. You ready? From your gang? Well, it, it was people that I know at the various, like, trainers, equipment guys, all these things like that. Well oh,
2: get ready for this. Here you go.
5: You ready? The league has become a coddle me league. <laughs> Going to the get in the worst way. This is a perfect example. Do you like the coach? Do you like the training staff? Do they kiss your ass? (laughs) Bitching about only having steam room and seats on a plane. They should survey us on them.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I would
2: like that. That would be interesting. That's pretty good. But sometimes your gang of seven resembles a gang of get off my lawn.
5: No, oh, no. This well, this yeah, maybe this guy a little bit. <laughs> yeah.
2: Brian's like, no, no,
3: don't talk about my guys like that. Wait, wait a second. No, like, oh, yeah. but
5: he he's like, but it is. The, that, the
4: guy who sent that text is getting a senior discounted dinner right now as <laughs> yeah, we speak.
3: Yeah. No,
5: this guy is one of the most honest guys in the National Football League, and I I, I think he's absolutely the truth. yeah. Yeah, it's like you know they. Sh- I'd like to bet the my favorite line is they should survey us on them. Yeah. I liked
4: the ass kissing line a little bit. I wondered if there was a was, is there a grade for best uh, ass kissing organizations no. in the sport? They didn't put a grade
2: there, Brian. Okay. Brian. S- Brian. So this guy would like the players to just accept the rat turds in their laundry and get on. the Oh field. yeah,
5: absolutely. They need a little bit more toughness with this. Uh, yeah, this this guy was again. He's he's a longtime uh, longtime NFL guy. All right, how about this? I
4: just honestly feel bad for those players though because as so Someone who has a, a wife. Hey, I no, a, as someone who has a as someone who has a wife who's breastfeeding. If I had to just deal like with her getting on me oh, because yeah. she has to get on the bathroom floor the to feed the baby. Yeah, th- I, there has to be a yeah. better place than the bleeping floor of the bathroom to feed your child. I agree. That's bad parenting. Actually. Hey,
5: I was at the vet there in, in 1998, and a rat fell through the ceiling tile here we go. onto my administrative assistant's desk. Oh. And when I was working there, you could hear the rats and the cats running along the tiles. Chasing a, oh. chasing each it's other a Tom on top and Jerry of up yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: Alright, here's the food and service and uh, which team really had a complaint here. It was the Bengals. Oh, oh this makes sense. sense. They, cheap,
4: cheap Mike Brown. Yep, yeah,
3: they were given the lowest possible grade, an F minus for food and service and nutrition. The quality of food ranked 31st, and Cincinnati was one of only three NFL teams to not offer dinner to players, one of only two to not provide vitamins, and the only one that did not offer supplements. Players responded that they are encouraged to come in on on their off days to train and prepare themselves for that week's game. However, the cafeteria is not open on those days,
4: so players
3: can't even grab a banana before working out. Players also responded that the locker room, which was graded with a D,
0: what? Had, the enough, stadium.
3: had enough space, but that many showers and toilets do not work, and that individual lockers do not have outlets where players can charge their electronic devices. Oh, yeah, th- this
2: is where the NFLPA needs to draw a very uh, big line in the sand and say, we're not going to the other side of this when it comes to negotiations. These are things you have to insist upon. That's embarrassing for a multi-billion-dollar operation to not even make that available. And I know, I know they're cash poor, Brian. They don't have a lot of money. They have millions, and we're talking about Wait thousands of dollars. Wait a minute, why did you do the windy voice towards me on that one? Because you were going to tell us about how the Bengals are cash poor. No, I was You wasn't. were going to no, try no, to explain was, why no. their players don't even deserve no. a banana on their off they're, day. They're cash poor. Okay, I'm sorry. I misread you. Yeah. Over the last five minutes, though, you were caping awful hard for these curmudgeonly Scrooge McDucks.
3: Oh, I was just. And I, I was
2: I just, thought you were coming. If over you like me again. not
5: to even try and get any more content, I mean, I could do that too. Oh, you know, I no. could. I just reading out what I was, you know, reaching. A guy, you know, came out did another side of the story. But if you feel that yeah, way about yeah. it, I'll, I'll sit over here and be fine. We're, we're
2: good. I really appreciate all the great work you do to bring us insights, Brian. I'm uh, sorry if I suggested otherwise. Uh, you sound like you did, but we're good.
5: No problem. Well, Stop messing like around.
2: Doesn't sound like we're good. The Cardinals I think here, you're going to come through the window at me. I kind of wish you would. Are you guys uncomfortable over here? Well, I don't I'm know. I'm glad there's a window separating us. Look at that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that look on Brian's he's, face just terrified he's me. He's got that look in his eye. He does.
3: Uh, the Cardinals owner, Michael Bidwell, he ranked last in the confidence meter that he would invest to upgrade the facilities. The Cardinals also got an F- in food service and nutrition. <laughs> Bidwell squeaks when he walks a little bit. Yeah, so players in Arizona – they're able to get boxed up dinner, but here's the catch. They're going to charge the players for dinner via a payroll deduction. Oh, my gosh. Mm. It's like, you can take this with you, but we're going to charge you for it. Also, they complained about the weight room. They got an F- minus for the weight room. And it's a health and safety risk, says the players. All of this seems like it. These are HR violations across the board. And, and unanimous complaint of uneven floors and floorboards that are peeling up in the Arizona Cardinals weight
2: room. Wow. That, what, that, that sounds like a, a, a Division two college that somehow made the NCAA tournament. Like a backstory on everything the players overcame to get there. Makes sense why Kyler Murray might not be the happiest camper
4: going to work every day. How
3: about your guy, Andy Reid? The Chiefs ranked 29th overall on this. In particular, the uh, players felt the locker room and training rooms were outdated, but the most pressing concern is on the training staff. The Chiefs training staff was a D-minus, ranking dead last among all teams, with several players calling for a more welcoming environment. The NFLPA is concerned... With head trainer Rick Burkholder, while well, the rest of the staff, he's was, an Andy's guy. Andy had him in Philadelphia. Well, generally, the rest of the staff's well liked, but this guy, this guy, they're concerned about. Certain players' responses indicated that they felt discouraged from reporting injuries. They did not feel they got the level of personal care. They felt they should and feared retribution for speaking up when asking for better care. Now, here's where Washington comes in. <laughs>
2: Yeah this is the Byron Jones thing when it comes to the care like you better find an ultra uh, a, a secondary doctor and check with them what they're what, you know what the team's telling you.
3: Washington's locker room was dead last at F minus. Oh that Ooh. makes sense. Players felt like they don't have enough space, it lacks warm water and they reported poor drainage in the showers. <laughs> That's a shocker. Uh, they also don't want to do their rehab there. They don't like the training staff at all. And that's not a surprise whatsoever after what happened with Trent Williams in that situation. I'd be
4: hard-pressed to, to spend a considerable amount of time in and around the Washington organization and come away with one single redeeming quality.
3: Uh, you also had Washington overall last or tied for last in four of the eight categories. Treatment of families, the training room, the locker room, and team travel. <laughs> the
4: only people they, they, uh, they, they act like they're treating well is just all the smoke shows in the organization.
3: And they were dead last overall. Players felt Daniel Snyder is just unwilling to invest to upgrade facilities.
4: This, uh, yeah, this is obvious. His, his stadium has been literally uh, one-ing and 2 on its customers for like three or four years now, and they've done nothing about it.
3: Now, the Chargers, which is surprising, uh, they're apparently just gross. They've got a hot tub that's broken. The cold tub was often not cold. The Chargers? Yeah. They're, they got—they just moved to L.A. Shouldn't they have state-of-the-art uh, facilities? I don't know. Their training room's an F-minus. I think they're str-
5: those tr- still trying to build a facility out there. I think that's the problem that they're running into.
3: Dragging their feet. So yeah. they've got issues there. The Panthers, though, overall, did really well in this. They ranked 12th overall. They were given a B-minus for its training room, which is tied for 12th. But the pool room floors were seen as a safety hazard. A safety hazard players said that they they're slippery and a lot of them have fallen plus they had that tie jeans friday
2: oh they did yeah yeah rp jerry richardson by the way
3: yes absolutely so there's some of the big takeaways from the nflpa report card basically well done jones family you guys have nothing to worry about you're you're still the standard in the nfl
2: Okay, uh, truckwreck.com fan Fantex, uh, Let them have it, Brian. LOL, says the 504. Yeah, I think you should kick Gavin's ass, Brian. 972, kind of hard to feel. Sorry for millionaires bitching about how billionaires treat them. Okay, uh, thank you so much for uh, your interaction here on the show. Is there anything else to share, Brian, before we break? Oh, I think I did take him off for real this time. No, man,
5: we're good. I'm just reading these combine times.
2: Okay, good deal. We'll get to the bottom of it. I was wondering why uh, I saw him pitching at ten over there. He's no, reading combine numbers. I don't. I
4: don't know what the <laughs> hell. Nothing, happened. Nothing gets brought
2: at six to midnight quite like a forty time. Okay, we got to hit the expressway. Thirty-five minutes of uninterrupted content. Jared Sandler is going to join you for what happened when the Rangers game, but Michael Gelkin updated that story on the Cowboys going after a big weapon, and we'll get you the details on that coming up next here on the Fan. all right welcome back it is the G gbank nation here time to hit the expressway 35 minutes of uninterrupted content jared sender be with us before too long uh, 469 i think gavin should take pause and remember what happened to the last person that earned brought us his ire see mike fisher that is a good warning <laughs> okay uh 405 y'all brian is legit pissed it's written all over his face you know he did flash me a look but last week during the anytime egg There were a couple of times that he looked in the webcam and I was like, oh, my goodness, he's really mad. That's why to begin the Anytime Egg, I asked him if he was still okay with the bet payoff. And he's like, oh, I'm fine. Yeah. So sometimes Brian's face can be a little misleading. He looks like he's uh, irate or livid. Um, now sometimes he genuinely is. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like trying to interpret Jerry's quotes. It is. <laughs> yeah. Uh Brian will not be going out to dinner with you boys tonight. That's that's for sure. <laughs>
4: Says the 405. I thought we were going to get the uh, the the Asian cuisine. I don't know, man. I
5: might walk there from here. Yeah. I thought yeah. we were I meant cocaine need to walk mayor. a little bit here. Yeah. Well, that with
4: helps. all the with all the senior citizen crusty baseball fans here, I'm sure you could dial up one of your local friends to take <laughs> you. Yeah.
5: I saw all these Kansas City fans <laughs> below me. I definitely could have. <laughs> Jumped in the car time. with them.
2: You, he's been talking about this Korean barbecue all all week long, though. I think we, it's our last night here. We got to do it. Okay. And and Brian, it's my treat.
5: No, it's okay. Man. Oh,
2: look at that. Seriously, we're good, yeah. man.
5: There's no problems. I no, mean, seriously, dude. I'm trying to figure out this combine so I'm trying now that the numbers are starting to come in. My my uh, my life of how that used to be of getting numbers. I'm in that mode right now of like calling all these people and trying to get numbers for the combine. Ryan, but
3: we're all good. I think you need to channel your inner Lisa McCaffrey and just tell Gavin to not be
2: a D. Nah, we're good. Seriously. <laughs> we're good, man. We're good. That's when you know it's that's when you know you've crossed the line when someone's like, No, it's good. No, yeah. we're fine.
5: It, no, seriously, I, I, I'm not it's not looks or anything like that. I really okay. am. I'm good. I'm fine. Well, I'm just you know, it's just one of those things. I was just, like I say, when you, when I was bringing it up, it was like just somebody's view. It wasn't my view, and I just kind of yeah, yeah. felt and like I crossed the line well, clearly.
2: You did, but don't I, worry about it. I felt you did. Yeah, well, now that we've established that, I'm we can move on. You. I-, I look forward to uh,
4: getting our meal comped
3: by Dawson tonight. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. You really rubbed us the wrong way, yeah. <laughs> Same with Ramon. <laughs> ah, Ramon perked go. up a little
4: bit when Dawson said meal's on him. Let's go. I I, I can't wait to get
2: to that uh, spot. It the does look delicious. The fact that Ryan's
3: upset and offended, I am upset and offended. That's, That's fair. my guy.
2: That's fair. I don't-, I don't blame you. I won't hold that against you one bit. All right, uh, we had Michael Gelkin on a couple of days ago. He talked about uh, a feeling that – uh, the team is going to make a play for a player with some juice. Today he wrote a full piece about this in the morning news. and his, his He prime, knows something. Yes. yeah, I know, He yeah. knows something. Yeah, he, he, he knows something, and uh, he wrote about that. Uh, multiple people familiar with the club's thinking that the team has ambitions to add uh, a playmaker somewhere, and he doesn't know if it's going to be free agency or the draft, but if the Cowboys are to acquire a, a veteran, um, they are not close to doing so right now. No such trade is actively developing. A person familiar with the situation said a free agent. Nothing is imminent with OBJ, a person close to the Rams wide receiver said he is eligible to be signed before the March 15th, start of the league year because he wasn't on a team last year,
5: but they've done the most legwork on him. Yeah, they've done the absolute most legwork. They know what, what it's probably going to take. They probably understand a really well of what uh, he's going to want uh, in order to come to the Cowboys, and you know, it's all about the health, and and uh, it seems to like you know he's kind of taking some things more seriously. If you look at some of his workout stuff, yeah, it, it's to all of us, it's not going to be a big deal if they sign Odell Beckham, you know, but
2: to them, it will be. Okay, it absolutely will be. Yeah, I guess it could be. I guess if he stayed healthy, Gelkin concludes by saying, however possible, it would be a mistake to assume the addition the boys make is a wide receiver. Adding a tight end with top five positional potential also would qualify.
5: Now he's now he's telling you what they're going to do. He, someone has told him what they're looking at, and he's he's framing it for you is what he's doing.
4: They like one of these or a couple of these tight ends in the draft.
5: Very well,
3: could be. I think they like Musgrave from Oregon State. Mm-hmm.
4: Athletic freak show.
3: He's six six. He's a he's an absolute star. Uh, I, I think that's a guy that they, that they could be interested in. What about Gronk? Baby Gronk uh the the Michael Meyer guy or do you think that they're looking at actually Rob Gronkowski
2: I mean you're talking about a guy with top five uh at his position uh, you can't draft that you can't draft that for this year you can draft and hope if you want a sure thing you're talking about a guy who's in the league via trade or free agency I mean DeAndre Hopkins has got to be a guy there they have to look at yeah they have to what's it do with Waller
3: at, at the Vegas Raiders
4: Everything I've read is that they uh, the intent is for him to come back. It was him and, like, Chandler Jones that I believe are getting paid a lot of money and they don't have much production as of late. But I think both of those players likely to be back. I don't know, Waller. He, it we seemed know like to me they of, kind of – they,
5: didn't they kind of like they were, they were not using him as much and he was a little bit disappointed I- with was- – yeah, that I, might have been that? It.
4: I, I think he was injured and he just wasn't very productive. I, I don't know all the details in it, but what, what I was reading uh, maybe last week was the intent was both those guys coming back. Now, maybe that's without knowing that a team like the Cowboys perhaps could be interested in a trade. I'm, I'm sure the Raiders would be interested in trading away a guy like Waller, but I don't know what that cost would be for the Cowboys Assets-wise, probably not a ton, but the the money that you're going to pay them, it, it kind of goes back for me. I'm like, man, if you're going to make a trade for something, this is clearly a great running back class. This is clearly a great tight end class. I don't think you need to make big swings for those uh, if, the t- if the wide receiver class isn't all that it's cracked up to be or at least what it's been over the last few years, that would be a position you could feel like, okay, DeAndre Hopkins, let's go trade for that one. But if I want a tight end, if I want a running back, I'm- I'll probably do it in the draft this year. Yeah,
3: in reality, if you want to maximize this draft to me, the, the, the positions to target in the first three rounds are corner, tight end, and running back. I think those are the best positions to do so. And you can throw a defensive tackle in. That's where I, your
2: best value would be with the yeah, players? Yeah, I think
3: those are the, the most talented areas.
2: Well, the last thing that Gilkin had in this piece that I wanted to share with you is there. They, he talked about how they subtracted firepower from their offense last year, not only moving on from Amari Cooper, but wide receiver Cedric Wilson. That's uh, big.
5: That's big. Yeah, that's the one. When, uh, you know, these are one of those things. Cedric Wilson was a guy that they really misevaluated. They, they never replaced him that was something that if you you talk to people in the organization the more that the, you know you kind of dug in it was like well you know we're all focusing on Gallup and stuff like that they'll admit that they goes we messed up on Cedric Wilson we thought we were able to to get Cedric Wilson back and they didn't it just yeah. became too expensive. Maybe and they that's, could trade back for him. Yeah, well, that's the one. Cedric Wilson might be that. that might be exactly what they're looking at
3: right now. Yeah,
4: because he didn't do much at all in Miami. He was basically just an overpaid punt returner for them for most of the wow. year. That was a that was kind of a weird development. Could they
3: cut him? Could he end up being a, a cap casualty, or would that just be a, a bunch of dead money for them? Yeah,
4: I don't know. Since they just signed him last year, I believe, to a three-year deal. I don't know if you can really get out of it right now. Maybe they can. But well, that... I mean, because
3: you, you just looked at the Law Collins thing with the Bengals. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, because yeah, you know, they. They just signed him last year. That's true. Maybe there's a
4: chance that could happen, but, yeah, because what did it end up being? Like, okay, Cedric Wilson is now Noah Brown. Like, that's a – But he's better.
3: No, no, but At, no, at least that, he can vertically stretch the – oh, but, yeah, it's like
2: you saying. I'm saying that's what it became. Okay, yeah. we don't have Cedric Wilson anymore, yeah. so now
4: our Cedric Wilson is Noah Brown. That's a good and, point. and that's a disaster.
2: It was. Sure. Uh, Dalton Schultz, no momentum there. He's going to be elsewhere unless there's some sort of a, a shift. I think it's going to be bye-bye to uh, Dalton Schultz. Good. That concludes Michael Gelkin's reporting from the Combine today. Wolchuk has a list of some wide receivers that fit McCarthy who are available. And here he is the woolly bullies. Act. Yeah,
3: this was interesting. This was uh, Matt Owen, professor O on Twitter, who, who does a good job with some of this stuff. And, you know, he took a look back at McCarthy's tenure in green Bay. And then in his short time here with Dallas and kind of looked at, okay, what are kind of the height, weight, speed combination of receivers that McCarthy likes. So he said a total of 19 receivers, were drafted by Green Bay during McCarthy's run as head coach and play caller. Out of the 19, only two were shorter than six feet tall. On the opposite end of the spectrum, only three were taller than 6'2". So he likes that wow. He likes that range of six Tight foot range. to 6'2". Ten of the 19 were between 6'1 and 6'2", with an average height of 6'1", among all the receivers selected. The weight range was between 188 to 228 pounds, average weight of 204 so he writes while it's true that the west coast offense requires wide receivers who can create quick separation the overall group of speed average was 448 at the 40 with only three of the 19 running in the 4-3 range none of the 19 selections by the way in green bay were in the first round three oh four excuse me were in the second round that was greg jennings Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, and Devonte Adams. And they hit on all those guys. So, knowing the average wide receiver drafted in Green Bay was approximately 6'1, 204, ran a 4'4'8 and 40 yard dash, he looked at who the Cowboys have taken. The only outlier between Tolbert, Fajoko, and CD would be fahoko because he's much bigger. But Jalen Tolbert and CD Lamb fall into the category. Of the mold of receiver that okay. Mike McCarthy looks at. so this Not super
2: tall, but strong.
3: No, in the same weight. So this year's draft, what are some guys that, that fit that? Jackson Smith and Jigba would be a guy that they'd look at. Rockwell's own. Yep. Kayshawn Boutte out of LSU.
4: Kayshawn Rish- likes his Boutte.
3: Rasheed Rice from SMU. And Michael Wilson, who I have not watched yet out of Stanford, but he's been a steady riser so far in this class. Now, some guys that have questions about speed, we'll see them run this weekend at the Combine. Xavier Hutchinson out of Iowa State. Jonathan Mingo out of Ole Miss. And then Dontavian Wicks is another guy to kind of just keep an eye on. So those are some names to think about as we prepare for this NFL draft meet the height, weight, speed, measurables that McCarthy likes. And this is a pretty good sample
2: size I'd of say. his track
3: record from Green Bay and Dallas.
2: All righty. It is the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Uh, you do have uh, LA Live with Lucius Alexander coming up here in about 5, 10 minutes. Really interesting piece today in the morning news uh, featuring Ray Davis, owner of the Rangers. And he's excited about their chances of winning. And to me, it's it's fantastic comment. But it kind of comes off like shots fired at the old guys that were doing their job, and you know I think right now with the Cowboys, we're hoping that Mike McCarthy is right as he's firing his shots at Kellen Moore, but Ray Davis coming around and maybe unloading the clip in the direction of uh, Woody and and John Daniels as well. It's like there's just an era, an aura of truth going on when you let the guys go. It's like you say the company line for like the next 48 to 72 hours, and then everybody forgets about it and goes away. The next time you're asked about it or you just talk about the new guys, guys can't help but reveal stuff about how they felt about the old one. Like right now, listening to these players talk about bochi, you can't help but wonder how much of what they needed is stuff that Woody was just incapable or, or um, not experienced enough to, to provide. But Ray Davis starts off the article here talking about how excited he is. And then he goes, the first attribute for me is always character, bringing in the right kind of people that we want in the clubhouse and in the front office and representing our team outside of Arlington. I think long term, that's what's going to make us successful. That's what's going to separate teams. There are teams that have more talent than us, but I think they're going to be as successful as we'll be over the long haul. If I'm JD right now, if I if I'm Woody and I'm reading these comments, I'm like, holy cow. And he says, I don't like to lose. Um, he said of the rain shortened four to two loss yesterday. The last six years have been difficult. I'm just being very honest. We weren't growing major league talent like we should have. You want a strong report card on on John Daniels over the last six years? Like he went on to talk about how Four or five years ago, after the 2016 disappointment in 2017, they decided, hey, let's start building organically. That's the vision J.D. sold Ray Davis on. And he said one year very quickly turned into four years of just not developing the talent like they should have and apparently not having the character. Like, it's not a coincidence how bad this team failed to produce talent, and now it's so refreshing to be on the other side of it and have people willing to speak very openly and candidly about the failures of this franchise because you shouldn't be able to even try to fail to identify and develop talent as bad as as the Rangers did so thanks to Ray Davis and, and now I feel very strongly that this new leadership with Chris Young and, and Bruce Bochy is going to be up for amongst the best leadership in all of baseball.
4: Yeah, yeah, this is big time right now. You can feel it with the players and I certainly get it. Anybody would. There was when you have the the trio of Woody uh, who doesn't have the same championship kind of skins on the wall or really any skins on the wall coming into this like a bochi does. And then you had the divide between J.D. and Chris Young, and I'm sure it was a pretty cordial relationship. But to some extent, there, it felt like there was probably some philosophical differences. And if you're not all pulling in the same direction, it's, it's kind of the same way as Mike McCarthy and the, and the Kellen Moore stuff. And now it feels like, hey, C.Y. and Bochi, those guys are tight, and they are absolutely pulling in the same direction. They have the exact same vision for this team. They know what it takes. In order to get to the promised land it starts with great players of course but it also starts with the culture and it seems like that is a huge huge emphasis right now just being in the clubhouse talking with the players everybody just seems like man this is this is legit we got we got legit leadership in here from the top on down and now it's time to go hopefully put it all on the diamond and and get some victories
2: rangers beat the brewers today 7-4 jared sandler jumping on with us now here in the g-bag nation jared good afternoon how the hell are you
6: Great. Eric, there's zero of the divide between John Daniels and Chris Young. Just to make sure we're, we're sharing things accurately, uh, even after J.D. was fired, they spoke every day multiple times a day for several weeks and still do. So um, there was no divide between them. There are factors in play that uh, that maybe led to a, a different offseason uh, this offseason than what uh rangers fans expected with the signing of jacob Degrom, but uh make no mistake about it bruce bocce uh those conversations started with the old regime with chris young a part of that and obviously the spending of the money uh started last offseason with the regime so there was uh there was zero divide between those two it was just a horrible job by john daniels in
2: general no personal uh, disagreements that led to the departure
6: yeah, don't don't think it was a horrible job by the best GM in franchise history. I think there are factors in play here with the. But new for the last five
2: years, probably.
6: No, I, yeah, I think if you know the full story and all the details, I mean, yeah, he's happy to be the the, the scapegoat and he's happy to take bullets. Uh, there was a, a vote for a new ballpark and uh, rebuilding wasn't an option when some people wanted it to be an option. So, uh, I think there are a lot of factors in play. They obviously. I uh, didn't get the job done over the last several years. Um, but I think there's a lot of things in play uh, that got the Rangers from A to B. Well, they got from A to B
2: with a dub here this afternoon, Jared. 7-4, who are the players that impress you today?
6: Uh, Dane Dunning looked good. Uh, not sure, you know, what that means for him necessarily. I, I think he's probably going to start in AAA uh, and provide some depth in the rotation. I was really impressed with Cole Wynn. He uh, he walked the first batter, but then ended up getting out of the inning unscathed. And, you know, he'll go back to AAA hopefully have a much better year and eventually be an option for this team uh, out of the bullpen. Um, and so uh, it was good to see those guys, uh, you know, have success. Uh, and then another guy who I don't, you know, he won't be an option right away, but a guy like Fernario Zuna, uh, it was an interesting story as an infielder. Uh, converted to the mound. He had Tommy John shortly after he made that conversion uh, and is, you know, pretty limited in his experience on the mound. But he's got a major league changeup. Now it's just a matter of kind of developing himself a little bit more uh, just from a a pitching standpoint. But he's someone who will likely go to AAA and, you know, could be an option out of the bullpen at some point this year.
5: Jared, when you – you know, is the sample size still small and is – And I want to know, is is baseball like football where, like, you kind of understand who your 53 are when you go into camp? And maybe there's that one or two guys that kind of surprise you. Does that happen in baseball where somebody gets on that 25-man
2: roster?
6: Yeah, I think that, you know, every year is a little bit different, but not not far from that, right? So there have been years where uh, you go to camp and it seems like there's one or two spots up for grabs and no starting positions up for grabs. And then you go to camp and – maybe there's four or five spots up for grabs, and certainly there are guys who, you know, it's their spot to lose, and sometimes they lose it. Uh, I think with this team, uh, they've got to decide whether or not they want to go with three catchers or two, and that would then influence what they do with the rest of the position player group, and then I think there are probably three or four bullpen spots up for grabs, and, you know, Jake Odorizzi hasn't thrown yet. He's someone who uh, you'd imagine would have a, a bullpen spot, but Uh, he's not yet healthy, and until he starts throwing, it's tough to know for sure whether he'll be ready on opening day, and that could open up another bullpen spot. So, you know, I think the bullpens, I don't want to say, like, super wide open, but they're, like I said, probably three, maybe four bullpen spots that are there for the taking. Jared, Sam Huff
3: left yesterday's exhibition with right shoulder tightness, and when you look at the catcher spot, you've got Jonah, you've got Garver coming back. And then Sandy Leone. I'm just kind of wondering what where where's Sam Huff's role moving forward with the organization?
6: Well, yeah, I mean I, that's a good question. And, and Sam's you know got a you know got a lot to prove still. But there's a lot of raw talent. I think Sam was going to uh, start in AAA regardless. Even if they went with three catchers, I think the Rangers would rather have him in AAA uh, as opposed to being the third catcher at the big league level and not getting at bats. He needs at bats he needs time. So I think Sam uh, will go to Triple-A. Thankfully, uh, this shoulder thing you know, doesn't appear to be serious. He'll take a day or two and then he'll be back in there. He said it was just really more cramps than anything. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Sam will be the primary catcher in Triple-A. And then if uh, you know, if it's injury or performance or, you know, any of those factors necessitated, then we'll see Sam at the big league level. I think the hope is that he performs so well in AAA that it's like we've got to find a way to get this guy uh, back up. But I, I think the Rangers are kind of of the mindset, understandably so, that, you know, rather get this guy regular at bats than just sit him on the bench and have him start once a week.
2: Jared, thank you so much for your insights. Is there anything else to square us away on before we let you go? Nope, all good. There he is, Jared Sandler, a must-follow on Rangers Twitter for baseball fans. It is time now to go into the pimp cup where Lucius is standing by. It's L.A. Live.
0: Shout-out to that airport you guys are at. I know. Sounds amazing every time. These are like these
5: serious fighter jets uh, circling taxpayers' money at at work right now.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, I got a conspiracy bag right after Rick. (coughs)
6: All right, you squares.
1: Yeah, Yo. fire up this funk of <laughs> that
5: It was a six finger lip. It cool.
1: It'll make you dance some of everything. Everybody get hot. Baseball <laughs>
0: That's
3: the way baseball
0: goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. LA Live for March 2nd, 2023. Hey, brought us. Yes, sir. We are watching Let's Go Fishing here in the studio in the Pimp Cup right now. All right. Yeah. Pulling out some big major basses what out a of this. Major bass. I love major it, Major bass, bro. I love wow. It. Wow. Question for the Tolos right here. What conspiracy theory do you believe to be true? What conspiracy theory do you believe to be true? I ask this to the Tolos that follow me on Facebook. I ask the Tolos questions because they know more about us than we know more about them. And I want them to confess. Uh, What conspiracy theory do you believe to be true? OJ is Chloe's daddy.
4: Ooh. I think I do believe that one. Seems likely. Yeah, it does
0: seem kind of likely, right? I mean, mm-hmm.
4: you crank out a bunch of like five foot chicks, and then here comes a five nine super beast.
0: Yeah, super beast. Yeah, <laughs> Let's I mean, be I respectful. Like she, My she, God, no, I, I mean, I mean, that respectfully.
4: If she channeled her uh, her career into a one that involved athleticism, I think she might have surprised some people. That's all I'm saying.
0: Chloe, the super beast. Let's get a jersey with that on the back of it Let's <laughs> yeah, say like "Super that, Beast."
5: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, what, what conspiracy theory do you believe to be true? More than one person shot JFK.
5: Many of one. Absolutely. If it's just one, that's they're proving that. I was ready. a Patsy. I'm
0: a Patsy. Yeah, that's yeah. what he said. Yeah. Uh the government pumped crack into the black community. I don't even think that's a conspiracy. I think that's been proven. Jordan's first retirement was because of gambling. I would say that's
5: got some legs. I think so too. Really? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I think they had to get him out of Chicago is what they had to do.
0: They were coming after him or something? They like were going to touch him out there in I th- Chicago? I think,
5: I think that maybe that when he, when it all was said and done, that it kind of bought him some time. Yeah. That things kind of, they were able to kind of either pay back or kind of smooth out some things. Yeah. Chicago's one of those cities that yes. it, it, it's known for all the things, you know, all your vices. Yes. And they kind of yes. figure things out. That's the one thing that might have got uh, JFK assassinated was, yes. Their relationship with the Chicago mob.
0: One hundred percent. What conspiracy theory do you believe to be true? OJ's son committed the murders. Wow, I hadn't
5: heard that one. Oh, me I- either. I think Al Collins was there myself. Uh,
1: he,
3: he, can, he confessed to it, Lucius. You played the
5: audio. O.J. and Al Collins, <laughs> I think, you know, were there.
0: <laughs> you know, if I did, <laughs> I, think Al I Callens, do remember uh, putting a knife back, but uh, I, picked the knife I up didn't but kill it, anybody. It was blood. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. What conspiracy theory do you believe to be true? That we didn't go to the moon? Uh, that Stevie Wonder can see? I believe that Stevie Wonder can see. I yeah. uh, seen this man catch a microphone when it was falling. And I see this man at a celebrity basketball game. The game was over with, but the, there was a ball coming off the rim. This fool caught a rebound.
2: He looked up to Ray Charles so much. He was like Kobe impersonating Jordan. He couldn't help himself, dude. I mean,
4: the athleticism just took over there. He's like, there's a ball bouncing off the rim. I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab it, even if it blows my blind cover.
0: Unbelievable. Uh, we're not being told the absolute truth about 9/11. This Tolo wants to know what hit Ooh, the yeah. Pentagon.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. There's a lot of stuff there in that 911.
3: Yeah, somebody did show me a picture, and it, it it doesn't look like a plane.
2: What hit the Pentagon? Mm. Missile, maybe.
3: It looks more like a missile than a plane.
0: Uh, uh, uh. What conspiracy theory? Oh, go ahead, brother. Go ahead.
3: Go, no,
5: go. no. I was just trying to think because I don't remember. It's not something
3: I wanted to believe either, Brian. But when no, you look, no, at, the, no, when no, you look no. at the overhead shot, it's it's a little weird. It makes you it makes that third eye I wander, Lucius.
0: Yeah, yeah, I feel you, bro. That was my uh. Number one reason for joining the military. Number one. Right. Number two was school. There you go. Yep. Yeah. That's a uh, good one. Yeah. Uh, GI bill's butt kicker. It's sure. It's amazing. I it thought is you just really wanted amazing. to get away from the fast food, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> what conspiracy theory do you believe to be true, Tolos? They said Stephen Jones doesn't want to spend his inheritance money on free agents.
5: Mm, that's yeah. it has got some
0: legs too, probably.
5: You know,
4: I do kind of believe in the in the conspiracy theory about the NBA commissioner.
5: Oh,
0: uh,
4: Adam Silver looks like he could at any moment unzip his human skin to unveil that he's actually a lizard man.
2: Yes, I could see that. He's just there's something off about him. Yeah.
5: Well, speaking about the NBA, how about the drafts, the 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 ball, the lottery?
2: I don't believe that that one with the with the frozen envelope for Patrick Ewing. But I, I do believe the Tim Donahue won, that They were putting refs in games to extend series for the ratings.
1: Okay.
2: If you, you can't watch Kings-Lakers from like 2001, 2002 and not think that. That, that was a robbery. Mm, mm, mm. Remember that series,
0: Lucius? I do remember they that. No, you're talking right now. I'll just let you cook, yeah. bro. <laughs> <I'm talking. laughs> uh, let's see what I got for you boys. Uh, the government killed people who invented cars that could run off of water. Seen a lot of that. Killed them. Yeah, got murked them. Got them out of here. Apparently, because uh, everybody just came up with a car that can run off of water. All of a sudden, just disappears.
2: It's crazy. You know, our, our government's obviously killed a lot of people through war over the years. I just, I guess, I have a mental block when it comes to conspiring to kill your own citizens. But why not? Yeah, you know, that is know. that's the language of a big world government's violence.
0: Uh, let's see. And the longer I live, the more I believe them all. That's what our tolo told me. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. But we got for you boys. Oh, G Back of the Day. We do it every day here on the fan at two thirty. If you see anything out there, hit me up at Lucky Lucius P on the uh, social medias, and we'll get that played for you. Our winner is Mississippi Valley student broadcasters are still on fire they are on fire there's a three-pointer somebody's face right in the face yes and they got the freestyling
1: oh they ain't gonna call a foul they ain't gonna call a foul oh, oh! they ain't gonna call a foul oh! Terry Cuddy Cuddy Terry. he's of the business and the R.W. has a couple in he's singing he's on he got the desert devil's
0: in his soul, he had to cut a face. He had another level in his backpack, and he had to cut a fire. <laughs> <side laughs> we live. We live. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Terry, yeah. keep yeah. on hitting
1: the threes and they fight. <laughs> hey, hey.
0: Hey, he's a black guy. Yeah. He's a black guy. He's a black eye. Hey, hey. DJ Black Design. What? DJ Black Design. I bet. DJ Black Design. What are you? Yeah, we in here. We live. We
2: in here. We live. We in here. We, we live. Yeah. Yeah, we in here. We live. Mm-hmm. Terry Collins, Terry Curry. Terry Curry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hear something new every time. It's yeah. It's better every time. It's beautiful. Uh, back to the conspiracy theories here. Moon Landing, you guys believe it?
2: Yeah.
5: Yeah, I think so, Lucius. I was around for that. I saw it as
0: a kid. I think I believe it.
5: Thank you. But you is it is kind
2: of weird. We haven't got much further in like 70 years, but I, I buy it.
0: And we didn't go back or anything like that. Uh, here's a man pressuring Neil Armstrong, the great Neil Armstrong. Put some yep. respect on his name. He was offered $5,000 if he swore on the Bible that they went to the moon and Neil wouldn't do it. If you really walked on the
1: moon, why would you not do that? So why don't you just put the into the record and the argument and put your hand on the Bible <clears throat> Swear to God, you walked on the moon.
5: Mr. Cyril, yeah. knowing you, that's probably a fake Bible.
1: <laughs> really? Well, no, it's a real Bible. You have the opportunity the to have $5,000. The meeting is not open. Well, you have $5,000 cash. You can give it to charity if you swear on the Bible that you Please. walked on the moon. Please, I have the cake. It'd be fine. Why don't you I swear won't. to? Why not? Why won't you do it? Mm.
2: Unnecessary? Mm. What do you? I mean, mean
0: what, wouldn't it just take a second to say, yeah, I went to the moon, bro. Bye.
2: Here's my five grand. Here's my my five grand. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to think of another reason, you know. And I I guess if you're that guy and you're so sick of people calling the credibility of your greatest accomplishment in life into question. Yeah. It kind of insults you to even have to uh, prove it. Yeah. Uh, Didn't
0: he punch a guy one time over this? Yeah,
5: he did. guy. Buzz Aldrin, all those guys kind of took swing at people. They're old school, man. Yeah. 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 They're all like 90-something years old
0: punching people, too. I love it, too. Why don't you get moon rocked, buddy? Uh, How about climate change? Do you guys believe in the climate change conspiracy? I I do think there's some value to this. Really? I do. I just feel like that that when
5: you, especially when we were flying, like when we fly between like Texas and then you start to fly west and you you get the whole thing with the air and -hmm. you can feel the turbulence and stuff. I think there's something to that. I mean, don't tell me that it's like, you know, it's like 98 degrees in Bozeman, Montana. There's got to be something going on there, right? Interesting. Yeah. 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 Well, snowing we have- in LA? I see it. Yeah, I mean yes. snowing in LA. Yes, Ninety eight degrees in Seattle, Washington. No, man, there's something there. going on, man. It
0: ain't right. Uh, A lot of glaciers melting. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, our poles are switching. <laughs> now this man right here, uh, he doesn't believe in the climate change conspiracy whatsoever. When
5: our ocean level rises,
3: now you're never- full
5: of s sit down. I'm gonna no. answer you. I'm you, just you, shut, up you. shut up and shut up and sit down. No way. Sit down. That means the southern part of the United States is gone. England is gone. Most of Europe is gone. And I can go, uh, most of Central America is gone.
6: And I'm, I'm jealous
5: of the Vice President,
6: Gore. I am jealous he came up with a scam before I did. Because the financial institutions, the banks of this world know it's not going to happen. Otherwise,
5: you couldn't get a goddamn <laughs> loan in London. You know those 30, 40-year mortgages? The world will be over by then. Is Barclays Bank going to give you a motherf***ing loan? With well, the greatest respect,
6: bam, it's the greatest fraud that's been perpetrated on mankind this century. Hmm. Hmm.
2: I got nothing. You know, it, <laughs> I, t- <laughs> I got nothing. After, after sorting through all the
4: details here, yeah, I just—I realize I can provide nothing. For I this. just think there's something. I came to that same conclusion.
5: I just <laughs> think there's something weird about these these countries and parts of the world that just have huge drought, you know, and then and then climate flips. Like you get warmth in the northern hemisphere, and then the southern hemisphere, it it's cold. I mean, it's just it seems just something is not.
2: Right. That way. I'm just I'm not I'm not equipped or educated enough to like know how much is like normal weather patterns yeah. and how much we've caused. There's no doubt that the climate is is shifting. Are we impacting it in a way? Like at one point a lot of Africa was like fertile farm ground and then it turned to desert. Yeah. Well oh, before yeah. industry. I yeah. think the, yeah,
3: humans. Yeah, we we have definitely caused this. I'm gonna,
5: when we when we were not going on the roads during the pandemic. It seemed like the air and everything yeah. was cleaner. Sure did. Didn't it it? seemed like everything was a little bit brighter, not as dingy yeah. like Gavin would say for the roof at the not as dingy at yeah. the stadium there, but not as know, hazy. Not, but yeah, it, it was much. I remember just driving in and thinking everything was a little bit brighter and a
2: little bit cleaner. Yeah. Without all those autos on the road. Yeah. The earth will heal. Yeah. The earth will repair itself. Yeah.
0: That's when everybody was saying, "We're the virus. We're the virus, bro." Yeah. All right, AI um,
2: is going to figure it out, too. We better not let it go anymore.
0: I'm scared of AI. I, I have some clips for that, but I, I won't be able to get to it. Uh, sex trafficking is real out here, people. Oh, yeah, there was a man at the airport thought he witnessed some sex trafficking, and he believed that this officer was probably, probably involved with it. Oh, yeah. Protecting Tom Hanks? <laughs> Sorry. Well, I'm. He, <laughs> let's say he handled it well. <laughs> he handled this very well. <laughs>
1: Detroit to town! A little bit of radio head! Alright. grace! How sweet the sound. It's
0: got some pipes. He got Dirty
3: hot right there. Go ahead, pull your gun and put a bullet through my head! Oh King County DEA, the head He's the one that's gonna track all those sexual girls that were trafficked right there on that plane that are going to club you want me to name the club? Yeah. Deja Vu? Everybody, there's girls from that plane going to Club Deja Vu to dance that are being trafficked from around the world. Uh, Hashtag taken! I'm not afraid to take the stand! Everybody, I'll
1: right. take my hand this time we'll together! Look the stars!
0: He's got a fire diaphragm my man's carrying out he there. he's carrying yeah.
2: for sure. He's definitely a good a performer there. I I hope those ladies can uh, sleep well at night knowing a man like that is fighting for their freedom.
0: He's not afraid either. Detroit, what up?
2: Stand up. Rock City. (laughs) All right, man, that's my time. Got to go. Thank you, Lucius. L.A. Live out every night, 540. What to watch for in tonight's Mavs game as they attempt to reverse course and pull out of a tailspin. That's coming up next year. It's the G-Bag Nation on
1: 105.3 The Fan.